Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gober. What's up, family? Grace and peace, beautiful souls. Rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie. Yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Goble is back again this week to give you another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and you guessed it, love. That is what I am here just to give you a dose of. So come on in as I release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from, your phone, your home, your car, your computer, or maybe even your radio or your television this week. Listen, again, I would like to say thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally who continue to support your girl's Godcast podcast each week. Listen, you know I love you and I appreciate all of you for tuning into the show. And of course, as always, I am sending you big hearts and lots of love, even some air hugs right back to all of you all across the world. So family, I pray that all of you had an amazing week on last week. I can say that I had a much better week. Praise God, things began to turn around. Listen, God truly did intervene. He stepped in and he performed a miracle, healings, signs, and wonders. So I am just truly grateful and thankful to God for that because how many of you know that there are times when we go through things, rather it is in our health, in our emotions. Listen, a lot of times we need to be healed from something, rather it's being healed from a broken heart, the hurt or pain of your past, or the hurt or pain from losing a loved one or a broken or bad relationship. Listen, sickness or disease, when you are healed, it means that you are cured. And how many of you need to be cured of some things, right? And, you know, that is what I want to talk about this week. And that is not just being healed, but being made whole. And for my cancer survivors, myself included, We know that there is no cure for cancer, right? I mean, once you are healed from it, that is the cure. And that is the reason why God's cure will confound the doctors when they have absolutely no cure or no explanation or diagnosis. It is because God's cure is, watch this, supernatural meaning that God can take something natural and he can put his super on it and change the scientific laws of medicine. And listen, you can either believe in science or you can believe in God. You can trust science or you can trust God. 
When God heals you and when he cures you of something, he is the medicine and he is the cure. That means he is the only one who has the remedy and the antidote for any condition or sickness you may have because he is the only one who can make you better, relieve you of any infirmity you may have, and he is the one who can relieve you of your issues and your ailments. He is the one who can rehabilitate you and restore you back to a state of health. Now, did you know that healing and health is not the same thing? Because to be healed literally means to be cured, but to be in health means to be free from an illness or an injury. Now, you may say to yourself, well, isn't that the same thing? Well, no, it's not the same thing because when you are in health, it means that you are free from ever having to be cured in the first place. In the book of 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, it says this, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers, meaning that I pray to God and I wish above everything else that you may prosper, succeed in everything you do, and that you will be, watch this, well and have safe, sound, uncorruption in your body as long as you continue to breathe. I mean, isn't that good news? So we have that confidence that as long as we are in health, listen, there is no corruption, no sickness or disease that can enter our bodies as long as we are breathing. So in other words, I don't just want you to be healed. I want you to be in health and be made whole body, mind and spirit. But watch this. Health is not the absence of disease or infirmity. It is the presence of being well and being made whole. It is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being. And that is the reason why God said to the woman with the issue of blood in the book of St. Matthew, chapter 9, verse 22, your faith has made you whole. He didn't say your faith has healed you. He said your faith has made you whole, meaning that you are free from the issue that once had you bound because you are not only kept safe and delivered from ever receiving that sickness or that disease again, once God frees you and makes you whole, but God was saying to the woman with the issue of blood, listen, I am going to preserve, protect, and keep you from ever having to deal with that issue again. Because when Jesus healed her, he was saying, your faith has made you whole, meaning that I have freed you from it and it will never invade your body, your mind or your will or your emotions again, because today I have made you whole. Isn't that good news? So you don't have to worry. Listen, you don't have to be afraid that once God heals you and delivers you from something, 
that you may be plagued with the same sickness or disease. You don't have to worry about it ever coming back on you because, listen, the Bible says whatever God does, it is forever. So if God heals you once, you are healed from that day forward. Out of the book of John, chapter 5, I am going to read a few verses. There was a man who needed to be healed. He was lame. And this is what Jesus said. Verse 1 says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Verse 2 says, Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. Verse 3 says, In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk who were blind, halt, withered, and they were waiting for the moving of the water. And for my Bible scholars and even for my churchgoers, if you have ever experienced a baptism, a lot of times the pastor or whoever is doing the baptism, they will begin to pray over the water and they will ask God to trouble the water, meaning that, God, we want your spirit to move on the water. Well, that is what was taking place in St. John chapter 5, verse 3. Again, it says a great multitude of impotent folks or sick folks who were blind, halt, and withered. They were waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4 says, For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. Verse 5 says, And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. I mean, there was a man who had been waiting to be healed from his infirmity of 38 years. Verse 6 says, When Jesus saw him lying by the pool, Jesus knew that he had been there a long time in that state. He said unto him, watch this, will you be made whole? He didn't say, do you want to be healed? He is asking, do you want to be free from your infirmity? In other words, Jesus was saying or asking him, do you want to be free from your infirmity? And do you want to be well? And do you want to be healed of your infirmity? Verse 7 says, The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool, but while I am waiting, another steps down before me. So in other words, each time I try to make my way to the pool, someone steps in front of me and I am not able to get into the pool. And Jesus said, listen, I did not ask you all of that, okay? I'm paraphrasing. But Jesus was saying, I want to know if you want to be free of your infirmity. And before the man could even answer Jesus, Verse 8 says, Jesus said unto him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately, verse 9, the man was made whole. It didn't say that he was healed. It says that he 
was made whole and he took up his bed and he walked. So when Jesus visited the pool of Bethesda, there were many people who were there who were lame, sick and diseased. But Jesus only healed one man because Jesus was there on assignment, particularly for one man. This did not mean that he did not have compassion on the others who were waiting to get into the pool. It does not mean that he did not care or have compassion on those who were lame, those who were sick, those who had an infirmity. But Jesus was led by God to minister to this one man. And, you know, healing is the children's bread and healing is a supernatural sign. And God performed many supernatural signs. He performed these signs by speaking healing, by saying be healed, by saying your faith has made you whole. But there are times when Jesus would not just speak but he would lay his hand on the person who needed to be healed. Listen, I am going to take a short break, but when I come back, I am going to talk about that and get into this word some more. So stay tuned and I will be right back after this brief announcement. Hey, what's up, family? Listen, if you have not heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it is absolutely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And guess what? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, beauties, and welcome back to the show. So before the break, I mentioned that God would heal those who needed to be healed by speaking to them a lot of times. But there were also times when God demonstrated supernatural signs by what is called the laying on of hands. As a matter of fact, in the book of St. John chapter nine, beginning with verse one, it says this, as he went along, speaking of Jesus, he saw a man blind from his birth. Verse two says his disciples asked him, Rabbi or master teacher, who has sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind. Verse three says Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents has sinned, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Verse four says, as long as it is day, I must do the work of him who sent me because when night comes, no man can work. Verse five says, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Verse six says, 
After saying this, Jesus spit on the ground and he made mud with his saliva and he put it on the man's eyes. So basically, Jesus spit on the ground and he made clay out of his saliva and out of his dirt and he put it on the man's eyes in order for the man to be healed. Verse 7 says, he told him to go and wash in the pool of Salome. So the man went and he washed and he came home seeing. Verse 8 says, his neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Verse 9 says, some claimed that it was, others said, no, he only looks like him. (laughs) But he himself insisted, yes, I am him. I am the man. Verse 10 says, how then were your eyes opened? They asked. And the man replied in verse 11, the man they call Jesus made mud and put it on my eyes. And he told me to go wash in the pool of Salome. So I went and washed and then I could see. And the Bible says that Jesus practiced laying on of hands in his ministry. So listen, not only did Jesus believe in touching someone in order for them to be healed, but listen, in this case, he spit on the ground, made some mud, put it on the man's eyes, and the man was able to see. I mean, that was some anointed spit, okay? (laughs) But Listen, Jesus practiced laying on of hands in his ministry. He laid hands on the sick and he healed them. And in the book of St. Luke chapter four, verse 40, it says, now when the sun was setting or when the sun was going down, all they that had any sick with different types of diseases, they were brought to Jesus and he laid his hand on every one of them and he healed them. So in other words, remember to be healed means to be cured. So Jesus cured them of their diseases. And in the book of St. Luke chapter 13, beginning with verse 11, it says this, a woman who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years was bent over and she could not straighten up at all. Verse 12 says, when Jesus saw her, he called her forward and he said to her, woman, you are free from your infirmity or woman, thou art loosed. And if you are familiar with Bishop Jakes and woman, thou art loosed, This is the passage of scripture, his teachings, his books, and his conferences came from. So Jesus says, woman, you are free from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. So here again, Jesus healed a woman with a supernatural sign by the laying on of hands. And in his final message to the disciples at the close of his earthly ministry, 
Jesus listed supernatural signs, which were to accompany the preaching of the gospel. And that's the reason why he said this in the book of St. Mark, chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. It says, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall you cast out devils. You shall speak with new tongues. You shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So St. Mark chapter 16 verses 17 and 18 confirms that this practice was to continue after Jesus ended his ministry on earth. The laying on of hands in the name of Jesus is used to minister physical healing to the sick and the person who lays his hands on someone who is sick transfers the supernatural healing power of God. And, you know, sometimes the sick person actually feels the power of God moving in his body. Other times there is no feeling at all, but this does not mean that healing did not take place. The laying on of hands is an act of faith and obedience to God's word, and its effectiveness does not depend on how someone feels. Sometimes complete healing is received instantly as soon as hands are laid on the sick, and other times healing comes gradually, according to St. Mark chapter 8, verses 22 through 25. It says this, after he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up, he was restored and he saw very clearly. Verse 26 says, he sent him away to his house saying, neither go into the town or listen, don't go into town. Don't tell anyone what I have done. And in this passage of scripture, Mark gives a different account of Jesus healing the blind man by spitting in the dirt and making clay. So it is very important to instruct those who is seeking healing. And also the book of Acts records how God used the laying on of hands by believers to perform miraculous healings and other supernatural signs confirming his word. As a matter of fact, in the book of Acts, chapter 14, verse 3, it says that the people began to speak boldly in the Lord, which gave them testimony unto the word of his grace and granted, watch this, signs and wonders to be done by their hands. And in Acts, chapter 5, verse 12, it says, by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders among the people. And God brought forth special miracles by the hands of Paul. And in the book of Acts chapter 28, verse 8, it says, a man who laid sick with a fever in a bloody flux to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid hands on him and he healed him. And also out of the book of Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24, it says this, Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. And also in the book of Jeremiah, 
the Lord promises peace and Jeremiah passes on the promises from God to restore a ruined city while he was still in prison. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 6 says, Behold, I will bring it health and I will cure them and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. Verse 7 says, And I will cause the captivity of Judah and the captivity of Israel to return and will build them as it was at first. So listen, God can heal you by speaking a word or by laying on of hands or by giving someone else the power in order to speak God's word over your life to heal you of any sickness, disease, or infirmity that you may have. Listen, God not only has the ability, but he has the power to free you from your infirmity. Before I end the show today, I just want to leave you with this biblical quote, also out of the book of Jeremiah, chapter 30, verse 17. And it says this, For I will restore health unto you, and I will heal you of your wounds, saith the Lord. So listen, beauties, be healed, be in health, and be made whole in your body, in your mind, and in your soul. Listen, beauties, that is my time. Remember to prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers, according to 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. And listen, when you do that, you will succeed not only in your health, but you will succeed in absolutely everything that you do. And that is the reason why you can just keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life. Keep feasting on the Word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive. Stay healthy. Body, soul, and spirit. Always be kind. Keep a beautiful mind. And listen, never ever forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, whole, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.